the presence of the spirit who is with us and in us thank you for the integrity of your word thank you for the presence of your people for they are your inheritance and we declare that your word is already anointed and so as we move further into truth tonight we decree that we shall be edified lifted illuminated inspired to move further in kingdom dimension we declare in Jesus name the victory belongs to us because of the finished work of Jesus and so we celebrate and we rejoice as if it's done and all of the redeemed of the Lord all the believers said it is so now say amen clap your hands give Jesus praise come on let's worship him Come on, you can do better than this. Give him an ovation, a celebration of the goodness of God. Look to your right or left, hug your neighbor, tell him bless you tonight. Say good to see you tonight in the presence of the Lord. Amen. And you may be seated. And we thank the Lord tonight for each and every one of you that have made it out on a Thursday night. You know. On a three-night meeting, you know, the real folks come out on Thursday night, you know. People begin on a Wednesday night, and then the, everybody shows up on Friday, but the real deal people show up on Thursday. So grab your neighbor's hand, squeeze it tight, and tell them you're the real deal. I appreciate you. Amen. How many of you were with us last night on our first night of the Prophetic Encounter <clears throat> 2020, our first one? And uh, how many of you were not here? This is your first night of the encounter this time come on let me see let me see don't be scared don't be scared I, I'm not gonna ask you where you were last night what you were doing and, and if you needed to repent for it I'm not gonna ask you for that I'm just thanking God that you're here tonight come on clap your hands you've been greeted already right and saluted but we appreciate you for being with us and again we are here tonight for night two of our first prophetic encounter of 2020 and we thank the Lord for all of those of you that are children of the vision following along as the Lord has directed us again the prophetic encounters are three or four nights uh, of successive teaching in the Word of God here at the place of grace we don't do a regular midweek service as the Spirit has directed us in line with our prophetic and apostolic assignment but every four to six perhaps eight weeks we come together around the Word of God for a time of teaching instruction impartation Somebody say the word impartation. One of the things that the Spirit of the Lord has made me more and more aware of as each time we do this is that these are times not just where the word is being taught and it is being taught, but these are also times where the Spirit of God is imparting something to us that we might move further in the manifestation of the purposes and the plans of God. And so I'm grateful to the Lord for what he is doing and how he is leading us and I want us to just thank him for the revelation of his word because he is the one who is leading. And again, during these times, we encourage our uh, spiritual sons and daughters, ministry sons and daughters of those that are connected to this anointing. Many of them come from various places because together we are stewarding a message, stewarding a mandate. And so we've got men and women who've come. Uh, I see Bishop Princeton Allen, Lady Allen, who are here. God bless you tonight. Pastor Charles and Lady Mew, I saw you all over there. God bless you. 
Pastor Rex and Lady Rex, we bless you tonight. God bless you. Good to see you, Pastor Tyron Carter. I saw him last night. Where is he? Tonight, there he is, Pastor Tyron. And I've got Dr. Michael J. Battle in the house from New York tonight. Hey. God bless you. And Pastor Owen Black is here as well. Where's Pastor Owen? I don't see him. Oh, there he is. God bless you, Pastor. Come on, let's give all the men and women of God a great God bless you. And if you are here, you're a pastor and overseer, and you are here worshiping with us tonight, we welcome you. If I didn't call your name, it's not because you're not important. They just didn't give it to me. Amen. And we didn't know, but we thank the Lord for you. And once again, I, I always try to make sure that you are made aware of our next prophetic encounter so that you can start marking your calendars. The next one is scheduled for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Friday, April 22, 23, and 24. And so you'll know about that. Go with me quickly once again to uh, the book of John, the gospel as John records it, chapter number 6. I was meditating in this a bit more today. And as I, as I have shared with you uh, uh, over uh, these nights, uh, when we do these encounters, one of the things that I'm very much impacted by the Spirit of the Lord concerning is that He really has purposed these times, please hear me, for us to take quantum leaps forward in the things of the Spirit. How many of you know God can move you forward rapidly come on say, say uh, uh, there, there, there is a thing in uh, the kingdom called rapid increase it's it's multiplication and if you study uh the growth even of the church in the book of acts in the beginning the bible begins to say that god was adding to the church but then it begins to say that the, the church began to multiply look at your neighbor and say multiplication is more rapid increase than addition so so God wants you and I to get into the levels and dimensions where we are multiplying and I really believe he has set this time aside for us to make quantum leaps forward I was reading last night in John chapter 6 at verse number 15 and I shared this with you but it says therefore Jesus when Jesus perceived that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king he departed again to the mountain by himself now one translation or one uh, articulation of this says that he had gone up into the mountain to pray he was praying there and look at verse 16 it says now when evening came his disciples went down to the sea got into the boat and went over uh, the sea toward Capernaum now once again in one of the other synoptic gospel writers uh, accounts of this it says that Jesus had told them we're going over to the other side he had just performed some miracles he had done some teaching the crowds were around him he goes up into the mountain to pray sends the disciples over to the other side and it says now when evening came his disciples went down to the sea and got into the boat and went over the sea toward Capernaum and it was already dark and Jesus had not come to them so they were expecting Jesus to come to them they were expecting him to accompany them across the sea but he had not come and they were already setting out look at verse 17 again and it says and it was already dark and Jesus had not come to them verse 18 then the sea arose 
because a great wind was blowing. Now again, we read these things and we read right past them, but you got to remember, these disciples were with Jesus day and night. As long as he was with them, they were provided for, they were protected, uh, they had all their needs met. They were accustomed to his presence around them. And so when this, when this storm arises and he is not with them, they are wondering, what are we going to do? As a matter of fact, in one of the writers' uh, articulation of this story, the Bible says that they thought they were going to perish. Are you still here? It says, then uh, the, the sea arose because a great wind was blowing. And when I read that uh, some time ago, the Holy Spirit illuminated something to me. He said, notice, it says the sea arose because a great wind was blowing. How many of you know you can see the sea, but you can't see the wind? Are you, are you all there? You can sense the wind. You can hear the wind, but you can't see the wind. So the, the, the physical thing that they could see was being caused by something they could not see. Oftentimes the adversity in your life, the challenge in your life that you can see is being caused by something going on in the spirit realm that you cannot see. But grab your neighbor's hand and tell him, I have authority in that realm. And look at your other neighbor. Oh, you didn't say it strong enough. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I have authority in that realm. No, no, no. Find somebody else. Because they didn't. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I have authority in that realm. Uh, in the unseen realm, I have authority to deal with matters there. And see, this is one of the things that you and I as men and women of the Spirit of God... We have to understand that though we walk in the flesh, our warfare is not in the flesh. It is in the spirit. Are you still there? And we have victory there. Somebody say amen to that. It says, so the sea arose because a great wind was blowing. So when they had rowed about three or four miles, don't miss it, they're three or four miles out to sea. They saw Jesus walking on the sea and drawing near to the boat. Now they're three or four miles out. So unless Jesus was supernaturally translated out there, are you here? Which could have been the case, uh, but unless he was supernaturally translated out there, he has walked three or four miles on the water. Y'all aren't hearing the preacher. This is not a ghost. This is not a spirit. This is a physical man with weight and density walking on the water grab your neighbor's hand and tell them this is a signal to you that man anointed with the Spirit of God has the ability to overcome natural laws Jesus is defying the law of gravity now once again I'm not telling you to go try to walk on the water if the Holy Ghost hasn't told you to do it touch thy neighbor and say thou shalt sink yeah thou, thou shalt sink but 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 he's operating under an anointing and he is anointed by the Spirit of God look at your neighbor and say and he is defying gravity he is overcoming natural law I, I want you to get it and so he's walking on the water and they see him walking on the water and drawing near to the boat and they were afraid but he said to them it is I do not be afraid are you still here and it says then they willingly received him somebody say willingly received 
Now this is so important. I wish you would read this story in the synoptic gospel writers because each one of them give a, a different vantage point on this story. I believe it's in Mark's account where Mark says, and he would have passed them by, but they called out to him. In other words, he was walking to them, but if they had not called out to him, he would have walked right past them because Jesus doesn't go anywhere he's not invited. He will invade things, but you got to call out to him. Touch your neighbor and say, there is an action uh, that is required in the kingdom. Uh, and says, and then they willingly received him into the boat. And immediately, somebody shout immediately three times. And immediately the boat was at the land where they were going. Now remember, before they were about three or four miles out into the sea. So they weren't to the other side yet. But the Bible says when Jesus got in the boat, immediately the boat was at the land where they were going. So there was some sort of supernatural translation or escalation of activity once Jesus got in the boat. Would you lay your hand on your brother, lay your hand on your sister and tell them, I declare to you in the name of Jesus, by the Spirit of God, there will be a supernatural escalation of whatever needs to happen in your life to get you where you're supposed to go by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Somebody better hear the prophet tonight. And so what this scripture tells us that it is possible in the body to overcome natural law. Here Jesus does it. And I said this last night. He overcomes the law of gravity by walking on the water. He overcomes the law of distance by covering three or four miles of space in moments. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to get there faster than most people. I wish somebody would hear me. This is what this is. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to arrive sooner than you thought. Look at somebody else and say, people are going to be surprised at how quickly it happens for you. I wish I had somebody who could hear the word. He overcomes the law of time by getting from the middle to the other side uh, immediately. He overcomes the law of distance and the law of time. I want you to lay your hand up on your brother, lay your hand up on your sister and say, in this season, you're not talking strongly enough. Tell your neighbor, in this season, right here, because you are hearing the word of God and the anointing of God, I declare to you, God has purposed to get you there sooner than people expect. Look at somebody else and say, God has determined to move space and across space more quickly you're going to cover ground faster than people expect i need somebody I, I need somebody keep your hand keep your hand on somebody lay your hand up on them and say what shouldn't have held you up is going to sustain you supernaturally where people thought you were going to sink you will be supernaturally upheld by the anointing of God.
So keep your hand up. I want you to understand that's what happened here. You're not supposed to be able to walk on water. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I've already been walking on stuff that I should have fallen into, sank underneath. I've already overcome some things that should have swallowed me up. But the Lord was on my and the anointing was working for I wish I had somebody y'all better leave me alone hey lay your hand on yourself God I feel the anointing Holy Ghost Woo! look at your neighbor and say he held me up he held me up he Lay your hand on yourself. Lay your hand on yourself. Lay your hand on yourself. Now the Spirit of God directed me over these three nights. He said, I want you to share this with the people every night. I'm going to give you what to share and tell them that this is a season where I'm literally suspending natural law on their behalf. The, the anointing of God, and see, I want you to say, the anointing of God gives you the ability to overcome natural law. I'm, just, I'm not saying you just break stuff. No, no. I'm saying God causes time not to matter in your situation. He, he, causes, he causes the weight of gravity that should pull you down not to be able to cause you to sink and you go over instead of going under. I don't know who I'm talking to. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going over instead of under. Just tell them that. And the Spirit of the Lord said to me, he said, I want you to speak these words over the people over these three nights. He said, over those three nights, he said, there will be, uh, there will be 70, 70 that you speak to over those three nights that when they hear this word, it will bear witness with their spirit. He said, I want you to direct those people to sow a $220 seed over the course of the three nights. The last night, 49 people responded to that, which means about 21 more uh, need to respond to it over the three nights. Now, not all of them gave it. They said over the three nights, they would. You may be here tonight. Maybe you weren't here last night. And the Spirit of God has borne witness with your spirit that that word is for you. It's not for everybody, but it may be for you. The Spirit of the Lord told me to believe Him for 70. I've done that. Now, what am I saying to you? I'm saying to you these words, when you and I sow, we're not sowing to get God to do anything. He's already doing what he said. Sowing is not magic and it's not something we do to get God to move. Look at your neighbor and say, he has already moved. But, 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 but what giving does and what believing God and responding, see the Bible says, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets. And you shall prosper. You and I are going to get to the place where we understand that every seed we sow is a thanksgiving to God for what he has already done. Believing the words that are decreed. See, if that's bearing witness with your spirit, it's because the Holy Spirit is telling you, God is doing this for you. The, 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 the situation, the environment is set. And I want you to look at somebody and say, some people are going to come alongside you to assist you this is the promise to the sower 
He says, men shall come and give. Not God. God's already done his part. Somebody's going to help you. Somebody's going to favor you. Somebody's going to open a door for you that should have been shut. Somebody's going to shut a door for you that you couldn't get shut. Oh, I don't know who I just spoke to. Something in your past you need to close a door on. God says, I'm going to assist you in getting it done. Lay your hands upon yourself. Now, if you are one of those 70, I need you to respond. Number one, if you are one who's already said, prophet of God, that word is for me. I'm sowing over these three nights. Maybe you decided to do it last night, didn't you? Bring it tonight. Maybe you're going to bring it Friday night. That's fine. Doesn't matter which night you do it. If God is leading you to do it, then you need to do it. But I want to pray over you. If you're here tonight, maybe this is the first time that you're hearing this. There are some of you watching me live streaming. And again, I speak as a prophet of God. I'm not making this stuff up. I'm not creating things. I'm listening to God. And by the anointing, I'm helping God's people use the anointing to get the advantage. This is what God means when He says, I'm the Lord that teaches you how to prosper. Did you hear what I just said? That literally means how to get the advantage. Look at your neighbors. I've got the advantage by the anointing. Come on, bow your heads or close your eyes rather. Lay your hands upon yourself. If you're one of those tonight, and I want to make sure I get this. If you're one of those tonight and you're hearing this, you say, uh, Bishop, I believe I'm one of those 70 that over these three nights is, to is supposed to sow that. Maybe you're going to sow tonight. Maybe you're going to do it tomorrow night. I'm going to lay my hands upon all 70 of you on Friday night, tomorrow night, because that's what the Lord has directed me to do during these encounters, to impart, to minister, to declare, and to impart. And I set these times aside uh, to do that very thing. I tell my staff of that. I'm not doing meetings, not taking phone calls. I'm not doing business. I'm setting myself aside to minister to God's people. Are you here? I'm serious about this. So if that is you and you're one of those, I want you right now just to lift your hand. You say, prophet of God, I believe I'm one. Now, now these are those that have not already made the commitment. If, if you haven't already made the commitment, I need you to raise your hand. If you've already made it, I'm going to call you forward in just a moment. If you're sowing it tonight, I'm going to call you forward in just a moment. But if you've not already made the commitment, but the Spirit of God is bearing witness with you, maybe you'll do it tonight, maybe you'll do it tomorrow. It doesn't matter. But if that's you and your hand is up, I want you to get up and come right down here because I need to pray over you tonight. I need to pray. Whether you're sowing it tonight or not, I need you to, to come down here. Now, if you're one of those who has already determined to sow it, then uh, you can come I see you moving because uh, uh, I was not going to call you forward. But if you're one of those who already got it, just come and stand right over here. If you're coming uh, and you have not already made the commitment, then I need you to stand over here because I need to pray over you as I pray over all. Are you all, are you all, are you all following me now? Do you know what I'm saying? Are you following me? Okay, 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 okay. Now, the rest of you. Remember, the Bible says, if there first be a willing heart, it is accepted, not according to what a man has not, but according to what he has. The Lord told me to believe him for 70. So, I knew there were going to be more than 70 people who would attend these over the three nights. So, if you're not one of those, look at your neighbor and say, that level's not for you right now. That's just, you're not supposed to sow it. So, you get whatever you are to sow. It might be a $50 seed. It might be a $70. It might be a $100 seed tonight. Whatever God is telling you to do, I want you to do it. How many of you have already made the commitment and you're sowing tonight? Raise, raise your hand 
before me. How many of you are hearing it tonight and you're deciding to make that seed? How many of you are sowing tonight? Okay. All right. But I'm going to pray over everybody. Now, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. Those of you that are at your seats, I want you to get your seed prepared. And I want you to look at your neighbor right now and see if they're getting something. Just look at them. Don't, don't see what they're getting. Just see if they're sowing. Just see if they're a sower. So look at your, come on, look at them. Tell them, I'm not being nosy. I'm just checking on you. I want you to get in on this. I, I'm just making sure, I'm just making sure you're, you're engaged. Making sure you're involved. If you're making out a check, make it payable to CEMM. Clarence E. McClendon Ministries. If you're giving cash, the envelope is for the cash. If you desire to do this on a bank card or a credit card, there is someone to my right or left. Raise your hands, ladies. God bless you. Uh, or someone in the middle aisle here to my right. Raise your hand who's ready to assist you with that transaction. And you don't have to fill out anything. You can just go to them and they'll help you. Now, if you're watching me live streaming, and I know many of you are. Some of you are getting in on this. The Spirit of God is dealing with you as well. And I want to lay my hands upon your seed. So when you sow it, we'll get the record of it. And we will bring it here on Friday night. I'll lay my hands on it. Just like I lay my hands upon these that are sowing. But if you're doing that, do it. If that's not your level tonight, then give at the level the Spirit of God is directing you. Right there on your computer screen, your smartphone, there's a way to do that. And you can follow the prompts or you can text give. Somebody say text give. Look at your neighbor and say, you can text give. You can, you can text CEMM to 41444. Once again, CEMM to 41444. Follow the prompts. And let's believe God. I'm declaring to you that in these days, there are some natural laws that are going to be overcome by the anointing on your behalf. Oh, man, every time I say it, it just, it, I just, I sense it. Woo! In the Holy Ghost. Anybody believe God in the room? Hallelujah. Come on, whatever you're going to sow, whatever you're going to give, lift your seed isn't it wonderful to be joyful about sowing because I remember the time I, I didn't have joy in giving but God has taught me now I'm a cheerful giver amen because I know what my God has done for me I know he's on my side hallelujah say these words after me say in the name of Jesus not as a debt I owe but as a seed I sowed I release this into the kingdom of God. Lord, I believe you. I am established. I believe your prophets. I declare that I prosper. And I boldly confess that in these days, there are some natural laws that are being overcome in my favor by the anointing. I thank you for it. I fully expect it. And I rejoice about it now in the name of Jesus. Now go ahead and begin to praise him for whatever you're believing for. Whatever you're needing done, believe him for it. Ushers, I want you to serve the people of God. Those of you that are sowing, I decree that blessing. Flow with you to your house. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're sowing it, just come lay it right here on the altar. In the name of Jesus.
Bibles to uh, once again the book of Revelation chapter 10. The book of Revelation chapter 10 as we press uh, deeper into this uh, revelation of the word the Holy Spirit is leading us into and we're really talking about now the, the new creation and the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. The Holy Spirit spoke in my spirit some weeks ago, now actually a couple of months ago, uh, that I was to bring uh, this teaching at the outset of uh, this new year, 2020, uh, because as I shared with you, uh, as I read on last night from the book of Revelation, I believe that what is recorded here in the book of Revelation is happening now. I believe in the spiritual chronology of God, the time of what is written here in Revelation 10 and 11 is happening right now, and the connection is significant to make. And so we, we read, and I'm just going to read it again because it is the foundation. I'm going to attempt not to make as much commentary on it as I did last night. Look at your neighbor and say, because he did it last night. Because he did it last night. So, so, so I'm going to move forward. But I want you to, I want us to all 
you know, jump off from the same place. So in Revelation chapter 10 and verse number 5, uh, John the Apostle, the Revelator, is writing and he says, The angel whom I saw standing on the sea and on the land raised up his hand to heaven and swore by him who lives forever and ever, who created uh, heaven and the things that are in it, the earth and the things that are in it, and the sea and the things that are in it, that there should be delay no longer. Everybody say, there should be delay no longer. Now the question we asked last night and answered is delay no longer in what? What will no longer be delayed? And, and we, we articulated the fact that we're dealing now here with the plans and the purposes of God. We talked about how that angels, certain angels have the responsibility of stewarding purposes of God and holding those purposes until the right time and until people's hearts are set to seek God for that information. We, we talked about that in Daniel 10. So this angel is a steward, a holder of a purpose of God, of the plan of God in a certain area. Nudge your neighbor and say, God has plans and purposes. Tell them that. Uh, as a matter of fact, see, this whole gathering of saints, this whole church thing that we're involved in is, is, is a part of a larger purpose of God. So he says, uh, 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 he says that there should be delay no longer, delay no longer in what? But in the days of the sounding of the seventh angel, when he is about to sound, or what literally means when the things pertaining to his purpose are beginning to happen, that the mystery of God would be finished, as he declared to his servants the prophets. So we made the connection. There is something about this mystery of God being finished and what the seventh angel is declaring there's a connection between the mystery of God being talked about here being finished and what the seventh angel is decreeing so we look real quickly go to Revelation uh, 11 just turn the page Revelation 11 15 through 17 and in, in Revelation 11 15 through 17 we see what the seventh angel sounding is about are you still here? Because the scripture says that, that this mystery is going to be finished. Are y'all tracking me? That this mystery is going to be finished at the time that the seventh angel is sounding. And as the mystery is finished and the seventh angel is sounding, there's going to be delay no longer. So delay no longer in what? Well, it has to do with what this seventh angel sounding is connected to. Revelation 11, 15 through 17. Uh, the, uh, it says, Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world have become. Everybody say, have become. become. Say it again, have become. become. Say it again, have become. become. Now the fact that it says has, have become means they were not. Always. They have been becoming, but now they have become. The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his anointed one and his anointing. And he shall reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders who sat before God on their thrones fell on their faces and worshiped God saying, we give thanks to you. 
El Shaddai, God Almighty. Why? Why are we thanking you right now? We give thanks to you, uh, God Almighty, the one who is and who was and is to come. Why are we thanking now? Because you have taken your great power and reign. In other words, your power is no longer potential. It is kinetic. It is no longer theoretical. It's actually happening. It's actually being manifested in the earth and we can see it. What has been promised, what has been talked about, what you've been saying you're going to do, you have actually done it. Are you still here in the earth? So now, so now we know what this seventh angel sounding is about. It's about the kingdoms of this world becoming the kingdoms of our Lord of his Christ. Or it is about the kingdom of God manifesting. The kingdom of God being manifest in the earth. And so uh, when you put these together, he says that, that, that when the seventh angel is sounding, there's going to be no longer a delay in the kingdom manifesting. That the kingdom is going to be manifesting with greater rapidity. There is going to be a, a, a speeding up, an escalation of kingdom things manifesting through children of the kingdom. Are you still here? But that escalation in the manifestation is connected to the mystery being completed. So we looked at Colossians chapter 1, go there, verse 24 uh, through 29, to see what that mystery is. Come on, say amen to this. Amen. It's uh, 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 Colossians chapter 1, put it up real quick. Uh, if you put it up, then I don't have to go back up there. Uh, 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 Colossians chapter 1. Uh, thank you. Uh, I now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of his body, the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God which was given to me to fulfill the word of God, the mystery. There's the mystery. He says the mystery is going to be complete. He said I have been made a minister and I've been given grace. In other words, here's what Paul is saying. My apostolic grace has been to help finish this mystery. It, oh, I wish I had, I wish I had, I really wish I had time to do this because the fact of the matter is every preacher of the new covenant has a job in getting this mystery complete. Because this is what, this is actually what Jesus came, died, rose again, ascended, resurrected, ascended, and seated to get done, to get this mystery completed to get it done in the earth what is that the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations but now has been revealed to his saints how's it being revealed it's being revealed by men and women of god who are getting revelation knowledge from god to preach it that's how god reveals things he re he, he, he reveals them paul says in ephesians 3 to his holy apostles and prophets Lord, you want me to say that? Yeah, God. Yeah. I, just, I just said something and he said, say this. Say it, oh, I got the witness to say it. Yes, you do. And I didn't know whether I was supposed to say it because it just came up. But he says, oh, 
uh, okay, I'm coming back here because I'm, I'm going now to a scripture. No, I need to show it to you in the Bible. Go to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 3. <laughs> go to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 1 through 3. Actually, verse 1 through 6. Ephesians chapter 3, I'm going right here. For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation, here it is again, of the grace of God which was given to me for you, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery. See, I've been preaching this mystery because it was made known to me by revelation. How he made known to me the mystery. That's I briefly already written. Watch this, watch. To which, why when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. I want you to know how I got what I got. I got it by revelation of the Spirit. No man taught it to me. God got a hold of me and basically told me I am employing you in finishing this mystery. I've been working on this for ages and I need somebody I can talk to who can preach it. Watch, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets. See, this is why the church needs apostles and prophets. And this is one of the reasons why the mystery hasn't been being advanced in the church because we have only received pastors and teachers and evangelists and we have not received apostles and prophets which is why now you have men and women emerging who are apostles and prophets who are telling you so now you got a lot of fakes and phonies putting up titles but God is also saying if you're an apostle say you are one and if you're a prophet say you are one because apostles and prophets are responsible for grabbing this out of the spirit and declaring it so that pastors evangelists and teachers can push it forward but somebody's got to break it open yeah doc yeah I wish I had. See, I wasn't planning on going there. He just told me to do that. Are you there? That's why I say to you, this is an apostolic and prophetic house. It is not a pastoral house. It needs pastors, but that's not what it is. It's not a teaching house, I'm a, although you get taught. Nudge your neighbor and say, that's why you're different. That's what I'm telling you, you're different. You, you ain't like everybody else. You don't fit everywhere. Because see, you, you are one of those who are responsible for bulldozing areas that have not been hewn out so that other people can walk behind. That's why your resistance is a little heavier. Your attack is a little stronger. Your alienation is a little more intense. Do you understand? You're on the tip of the sword. Where was I? God, help me. Are you in the building? Okay, so, so he says this mystery, is going to be co complete. Now, what, what is that mystery? Go back now, go back now uh, to Galatians. Uh, yeah, I became a usher, uh, which God was given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. The mystery, which has been hidden from ages and from generations. But do you see how Ephesians 3 and Colossians 1, 24 go together? Okay, the mystery. Okay, because some of you are going to go back and read these. And you're going to see that they are slightly different. 
but they go together. Because the mystery that he's talking about in Ephesians 3 is that the Jews and the Gentiles would both get this revelation. Right, right, right. Yeah. Of Christ in you. Yeah. But Paul's assignment was primarily to preach that mystery to Gentiles, not Jews. Right, right. That's strong, Doc. See, the the purpose is that the mystery be completed in both Jews and Gentiles. In Ephesians 3, he's talking about that mystery happening in both. And and, and when it happens in both, one house being constructed out of peoples who were separated. Oh, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. Don't have time. Don't have time. Don't have time. In, in Colossians 1, he's dealing with his specific part of the assignment, which is to preach that mystery to the Gentiles. The other 11 apostles primarily had the Jewish assignment. Yeah, they did, Doc. This is great. This is great exposition. Keep going. It's not what I'm teaching tonight. So watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Which God given to me to fulfill the word of God, the mystery which has been hidden from ages and generations, but now has been made known, uh, now has been revealed to the saints. To them, God will. God desired to the saints, God desired to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ, the anointed one, or the anointing in you. So this is the mystery. Well, so when he says over in the book of Revelation, the mystery is going to be completed, he's saying what's going to start happening is there are going to be people who are going to begin to get a revelation, not just a mental ascension, but a working revelation of the anointing of God in them. That that anointing that was on Jesus is in them and what Jesus was able to do with that anointing they are also able to do with that anointing. Now that is the kingdom of God in you. Christ in you is the kingdom of God in you. Because when Christ, that anointing, comes in you, the kingdom has come. When the anointing comes, the anointing brings with it the kingdom. The kingdom is in the anointing. Now the problem is we have had men and women who have the anointing but they haven't learned how it functions. See the kingdom doesn't come just by you having it. The kingdom comes when you learn how to operate it. What do you mean by this? Man of God, what are you saying? See, because the king, uh, yeah, Revel, uh, uh, Luke chapter 17, verse 20. I got to connect this now. See, remember, he said, Christ in you. Christ in you. The mystery is Christ in you. Jesus says, 
Uh, Luke 17, verse 20 and 21, we read this last night. Now, when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered and said to them, the kingdom of God does not come with observation or doesn't come by looking at it or looking for it, nor will they say, see here or see there, for the kingdom of God is, is, the kingdom of God is Christ in. The kingdom of God is Christ in. The kingdom of God is no, no, no. The kingdom of God is within you. And Paul says the mystery is Christ. So Christ in you is the kingdom in you. Now remember who Christ is. Christ is the anointed one and his anointing. So we said this the other day. Jesus doesn't live in your heart. Jesus, the man, is seated at the right hand of the Father. He's in heaven. The man, Christ Jesus, is in heaven. So, so see, we use this nomenclature, and worldly people think we're insane because they actually think you think. There's a little man in your heart. That's what they think you, you think. That's why they think you're crazy. People like Bill Marner, they think you're insane. Cause, cause, because we have used this kitty kindergarten, non-biblical Sunday school language. Jesus lives in your heart. And I understand the, the, the nomenclature, but it makes you look crazy. Because Jesus is not in your heart. Christ is in you. The anointed one. The anointing that was on him is what's in you. Wave your hand at me. Now lay your hand on your brother, lay your hand on your sister and tell them as this mystery gets completed, we have to talk about it properly. We have to call it what it is. We have to speak about it properly so it can function properly Christ is in you the anointing is in you the same anointing that was on him is in you as a matter of fact he died to get that anointing in you that, that, that's what the death was about that's what the resurrection was about that's what the new creation is all about. Yeah, new creations are born with the anointing in them. You didn't hear what I just said. That's why you must be born because the new creation is born with the anointing in them. Because you are born of the incorruptible seed of the word of God, which is anointed. Oh God. So you were born anointed. See, you were born again anointed. You don't have to go get an anointing. You were born again anointed, which is why you must be born again, which literally means not be born of. Again, the, the little Greek is to be born from above. You are born from the kingdom. Yeah. 
I'm going to let that sink in. You're born from there. Now, because you are born from there, all that comes from there has been placed within you. Now, here's the thing about the kingdom, and we talked about this. Woo! The kingdom, the word kingdom, the Greek word is basilius, the rule, the realm, and the royalty. That's what the word actually means. So the kingdom of God is the rule of God. The, the kingdom of God is the realm of God. The kingdom of God is the royalty of God. By rule, we mean the principles that govern the operation of the anointing that cause the anointing to function. Now, this is why the kingdom has come, but the kingdoms of this world are not becoming the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ because we've got people in whom the kingdom has come, but they haven't learned how to govern themselves by the principles that cause that kingdom to operate in that world system. They haven't practiced them enough. They haven't rehearsed them enough that when they get out there, they are more persuaded by what people think out there than by what their king thinks. So I've seen it a hundred times if I've seen it once. You have people, they come in, they get inspired, they come under an anointing, they begin to learn the principles of the kingdom, and then they go out into Hollywood or entertainment or this, and they are not set in the principles that govern that anointing. So they go out there and they lose sight. And they never become who they're supposed to become. They never really take territory because they were not governed by that anointing yet. They hadn't learned the principles. I, I, I'm, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, uh, I'm going ahead of myself. So, so when I say the rule of God, I'm just going to deal with this for a moment. Thank you, Holy Ghost. The rule of God has to do with the principles that govern or cover the operation of the anointing or the principles that cause that anointing to function. See, the kingdom of God is within you, but the kingdom of God comes. The kingdom of God expands. See, the kingdom of God is the rule of God, the principles that govern the operation of the anointing. But it is also the realm of God. The realm is the territory over which a sovereign presides. So when a kingdom child goes into a world system and takes the principles that govern the anointing into that system, the principles that govern that anointing are designed to overtake that system. They're, they're designed to get results faster than they can get them. 
It's, oh, I'm going to show you something so beautiful in the word. It's designed. It's designed. Lay your hand on your brother. Lay your hand on your sister. Say, this is what God is after. He's He's after some disciplined, anointing children. Disciplined children of the anointing who have practiced in church. See, church is the place you practice the principles of the anointing. So you see them work. 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 So when you go out there, you say, I don't care what you say. I know this work. You can't change my mind about this. I've seen this work. And it'll work anywhere you work it. I'm preaching better than you're shouting. I'm giving it everything I got. Because God only needs a few of these. He don't need a million. We only need a hundred good who will take over businesses, communities, industries. I'm telling you, money is waiting to jump in your bank account. It's waiting. See, the Lord said this to me years ago. He said, money has no choice. It has to come to the anointing. It has to. No, it has. You didn't hear what I said. Money is an inanimate object. It cannot resist the anointing. Are you in the building or are you? Now, not just money. Favor can't resist the anointing. Influence can't resist the anointing. Fame can't resist the anointing. As a matter of fact, fame is an, an, is an anointing blessing. I wish I had time. Which is why if Satan gives it to you without the anointing, you have to pay for it. If you get it from God, the blood has already paid for it. Which is one of the reasons why men and women who have been anointed by God in church and go out into that world and do not work the anointing system die young. You want me to name them? Because we can talk about this because this is a mystery to the world. It's no mystery to me. If God anoints you, if you have a gift that came from the anointing and you go out there and you forget how to operate in the anointing, Satan will see to it that you pay. He that has ears to hear. Let him hear. Well, where do you get, where do you get that fame is a blessing of the anointing? Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. And God said to Abraham, I will bless you. I will make you a blessing. I will make your name great. That's fame. Fame is a product of the blessing of the anointing. Now, why is that important? Why is that important? Why is that important? Go, go to Matthew 13. I am... I am, I am surfing on a river of anointing right now. I'm surfing. I'm off my notes, but I'm surfing. 
on an anointing wave right now because God wants you to know some things that I wasn't planning on telling you. Are you there? I said, are you there? I said, are you there? So Matthew 13, we read this a little last night. Matthew 13, Jesus is telling parables about the kingdom of God or he's, or he's throwing out stories so you can understand what the kingdom of God looks like or what it will look like when it manifests. As it is manifesting, how it's manifesting, he's giving parables. Throughout Matthew 13, he's doing this and I'm gonna show you a couple of them. I wish I had taken you to a couple of them a moment ago because I was in a place where I could have just, uh, but, but I... I'm trying to ride this. So another parable he put forth in him saying the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed into his field. Everybody say a man, man. who sowed good seed, sowed seed into his field. Now we read this to you yesterday. Uh, go down to verse number 36 because in verse 36 is where Jesus begins to line by line interpret this parable. So he says the kingdom of God well, or the rule of God, the dominion of God, the realm of God as it manifests, this is what it's going to look like. It's going to look like a man who sows good seed into his field. Then Jesus qualifies who the players or the items of this parable are in, in, in verse 36. Then Jesus sent the multitudes away when the house disciples came and said, explain to us the parable of the tares of the, wheel, of the field. He answered them and said to them, he who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. Everybody say the field is the world. Now we pointed this out last night. The field is not the church. The field is the world. So, so the, he who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. And the good seeds are the sons of the kingdom. Or, or those, again, who have the nature and character of the anointing. Those who are governed and ruled by the principles of the anointing. Not just those who are saved. See, there are people who are saved aren't, who are not sons of the kingdom. The kingdom of God has come in them, but they're not sons of it. They are not disciplined by it. They do not function according to it. If you see them, if you, if you hear them talk, they, 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 they talk just like people in the world. If you talk to them about tithing or giving, they say, well, you ain't got to do that. See, that is not a kingdom son. That's a church child. There are children of the church and children of the kingdom. Are you in the building? And he answered, so he said, explain, he said, he sows the good seed is the son of man, the field is the world, and the good seeds are the sons of the kingdom. So I'm only going to go right there because if I get into the rest of it, so he, he explained, he says, uh, the, the kingdom of God, the rule, the dominion of God, this is what the kingdom is going to look like, Jesus says. When the kingdom begins to manifest in the earth, I want you to see what's going to be happening. Because it's not going to look like your church. It's not going to look like traditional church as you have known it. When the kingdom begins to manifest, it is going to look like a man, the son of man, Jesus, sowing good seed, children of the kingdom, into his field the world the destination of kingdom children is the world not the church the church is where kingdom children go and get trained so they can take territory in the world now we have to qualify terms what is the world what is it Psalm 24, verse 1. Psalm 24 and verse 1. 
And then we're going to go, ooh, thank you, Lord. Psalm 24 and verse 1, David prophetically makes a declaration. Remember, David's a prophet. He's a prophet. So he is seeing things and saying things. He is seeing things that are in the mind, the purpose, the operative of God. They may not have all come to pass yet, but he's prophesying. So in Psalm 24 and verse 1, he is prophesying and he makes a very significant distinction. The earth is the Lord's and its fullness, the world, and they that dwell therein. Now this is very important because this is a prophetic statement because when David says the earth is the Lord's, the earth is not the Lord's. Because the, because the price of the blood to reconcile the world back to its creator has not been paid yet. Are you in the building with me or are you not? So he is prophesying about a future time. Lay your hand upon your brother. Lay your hand upon your sister and tell him he's talking about us. He's talking about our time. He says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Then he says, the world and all they that dwell in it. Notice that he prophetically distinguishes the earth from the world because they are not the same. The earth and the world are not the same thing. The earth is the planet, the terrestrial ball created by God. The world is the systems that have been constructed on the planet. Now, what do you mean by this obispo? That's Spanish for bishop. What do you mean by that, Bishop McClendon? Are you in the building? Yes. The earth is terra firma. It is the planet. Okay. And whenever I say that, I always, I always like to make the distinction that whenever God talks about wealth, he doesn't talk about money. He talks about rubies, diamonds, gold, silver. And the reason he talks about that, he doesn't say the money is mine. Right. He says the silver and the gold are mine. Right. Because money is not real wealth. The actual wealth is in the earth not the world see money is a construct of the world which is why God wants you to own earth not have money because if you own earth money cometh to the earth owner because that's where the real wealth is I don't have time to preach it lay your hand upon your brother lay your hand upon your sister tell them there is ownership in your destiny absolutely you will not die without owning some piece of land you are not supposed to die a renter you new creation you your daddy owns the planet the blood brought it back to him. And if you operate by the principles of the anointing, you'll get your stuff. If you try to do it the world's, I don't have time, I don't have time. If you try to do it the world's way, you are defeated already. Amen. Amen. Awesome. 
I got to get into this. Are you hearing me? I said, are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Lay your hand on your brother. Lay your hand on your sister and tell them the anointing is the way you're going to get everything. The principles that govern the operation of the anointing, they are within you. It is abnormal for you to reject them. Because they're in you. It is abnormal for you to let some worldly person talk you out of operating by the principles that govern the anointing. That's what's in you. That's what you were born from. That, that would be like if you're African-American or Latino, you letting somebody convince you you're not African-American. What, what do you mean? I was born that way. And, and the, come on, stretch your hands when we speak in tongues. Say, move, move him on, Jesus. Move him on, because I could stay in that and do the Watusi in that right there. Because we got all kinds of people. Okay, 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 okay. Well, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. The word world, write this down. The word world is the Greek word cosmos. K-O-S-M-O-S or C-O-S-M-O-S, depending. Cosmos. It is, the, it is the root word from which we get the English word cosmopolitan. See, cosmo means world. This is a world-taking center. It's a center for people who are to do something in the world. That's what cosmopolitan means. And if you look it up, it means at home, any place in the world. Because you take the principles and you go any place in the world and they work. I'm, I'm going to explain that in just a moment. I'm, I'm explaining in just a moment. That, that's it. This is why this is a, <laughs> it's a vision from God for such a time as this. So the word, the, the word, world it is the greek word cosmos which we get the english word cosmopolitan it is also the root of the english word cosmetic yes. now i use that as a term because it helps uh, uh, it helps because cosmetics the word actually means write this down the word cosmos actually means arrangement decorations and or props arrangement decorations or props so get it the earth is the lord's and the fullness thereof and now also by the blood of jesus purchasing it back the arrangement the decorations and the props are his lay your hand on your brother lay your hand on your sister Tell them, give your undivided attention to the anointing right now. Because you are about to learn something that Satan does not want you to know. And the church has not taught you. The word cosmos, world, means arrangement, decorations, props. 
God created the earth. Then he created man and placed him in the garden. And he gave man dominion. He blessed him and said, be fruitful, multiply, quench the earth, have. So the dominion came by reason of that blessing, which is the old covenant equivalent of the anointing. Which is why when patriarchs passed, they laid their hands because they were passing that blessing, that anointing to the next one. Because you didn't get it by being born again then because you couldn't be born again yet. still here so let us make man in our image in our likeness and let them have dominion dominion is the last part of kingdom Dom, a kingdom is short for king's dominion a kingdom is the area over which the sovereign rules. Let us make man in our image and our likeness and let them have dominion. Basically, let them be kings in the earth. This was God's original design. You are the king of the earth. I am the king of heaven. You are the king of the earth. Man in my image and likeness is the king of the earth. Let them have dominion. Let us make man in our image and likeness. Again, the Hebrew words are tselem and demuth. Let us make man, let him resemble us and let him function like we function. In other words, it is my responsibility, God says, to communicate to man the principles by which we function here. I'm, ah, I'm going to trans, I'm going to download to man the principles by which we function up here. And if they function down there like we function up here, they will get the same results down there that we get up here. They'll speak and things will happen. They'll talk and devils will go. They, they will plant and get a harvest. See, the whole idea of God was to create a man and download to the man the principles by which he ruled heaven so that his man would rule earth by the same principles. Which is why one of the first things he taught him was you have to honor the anointing. That's what the tree was about. That's what the tithe is about. 
honoring the source of your anointing. You didn't hear what I just said. It's about honoring the source from which your authority comes. Because he's, are you listening to me? And so because he, he creates man and, and gives him all of this, but he is dealing with an invisible God. So he gives him this tree so that every time he goes by this tree, he remembers his authority came from somewhere. He teaches him to see like he sees. And to speak like he speaks. Which is what that whole interaction of, 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 of him bringing the animals by him is about. Because the Bible doesn't say that Adam named the animals. That's not what it says. The Bible says that God brought the animals by Adam and whatever Adam called them, that was its name. Meaning it was named before Adam called it. If you read your Bible, it doesn't say Adam named the animals. Adam didn't name the animals. God named the animals. But he brought them by Adam, the Bible says, to see what he would call them. Now what is he doing? He's making sure that Adam is saying on earth what he has said from heaven because that is one of the principles that govern the anointing. you got to say here what he has said there for the anointing to work. And as long as Adam is saying on earth what God is saying from heaven, that dominion is working. Are you here? But when does the, when does the anointing, when does the dominion break down? When is the kingdom interrupted? When Adam violates the principle of honoring the anointing, eats from the tree himself, then what sets in? Fear. Now once fear sets in, what else sets in? Running from God and hiding. Staying away from the anointing that is the source of your dominion. Which is what the enemy wants for every human being. I want to keep you away from the source of your dominion. From the source of the anointing. And then when God does come see about him, because God's always looking for us. We're not looking for him. When God does come, what was, said, Adam, where are you? He says, well, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. Now, what does God say? Who told you you were? Who said that to you? You know you missed it. Why are you saying something that I haven't said to you? I never told you you were naked. Now you're calling yourself naked and I didn't tell you you were naked. That's where the dominion breaks down. That's where the kingdom stops operating. When man is separated from the anointing that is the source of his dominion and begins to speak other than his God. 
Now the principle of dominion is broken down. And now the man who has had dominion has surrendered that dominion to an alien. Lucifer. Now he has dominion. Because the man whom God gave dominion to gave it away. Are you here? Yes. We're going to go a little deeper tonight. Are you? Are, are you? Yes. Now, what Lucifer, Satan the devil, does is now that he has dominion he begins to set up and orchestrate systems on God's planet that are not in line with the anointing they are not governed by the anointing they do not function under the blessing and he has the legal authority to do it because the man to whom God gave the dominion has so now what happens is a world system and it really begins the creation of the world system begins with a man named Nimrod I don't have time to go into that who begins to give birth to what becomes called in scripture the Babylonian system which is why all the way into the book of Revelation, you're hearing about mystery Babylon. That's not the Catholic Church. It is, it, 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 mystery Babylon are the secrets to operating that other system. And you don't, have to, you don't have to pray about it. Let me just tell you, anyone who has gotten rich in that system knows the mysteries of Babylon. That's why they're rich and, and everybody else is not. They have, un, they have, they, they have tapped into Satan's secrets. And what you don't understand is you are functioning in their system under their authority unless you are functioning in the anointing. Which is why you will never get rich in that system. You will never prosper in that system. You will never get ahead in that system. The moment you got born again, Colossians 1.13, you were translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's son, the kingdom of God. Now, cosmos, world, arrangement, decorations, props. So what Lucifer does is over time and generations, he begins to set up systems, the world system, the educational system, 
the political system, the banking system, the entertainment system, the religious that's one of his too. No, you didn't hear what I said. That, that's, that's one of his systems. That whole religious thing, that's a satanic system. It does not operate under the anointing. It does not bring you closer to God. It does not give you the keys to the kingdom. And it is also one of the systems that is coming down right now. With all the other ones, that system is coming down. I need to leave because I really do because I can feel you getting tired and and if I stay here no no I'm not trying to egg you on I just there's the, 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 it, oh my goodness no no I didn't know it, I, I, I didn't know it was that time I didn't know it was that time somebody said shut in no <laughs> I need some sleep, girl. I got shutting in with you. I, woo, y'all are something else. Okay, can I have 15 minutes? No, seriously. I need it. Uh, and I'll stop here because I've got I, I, there's one place in my spirit I got to get you to in the word wow. so this makes sense to you Let's go, okay and then we can pick it up tomorrow yeah. and just get as far as we can and something tells me we're gonna have to come back to this a little bit on another night or two so we'll schedule another night or two uh, to get it so so what happens is Satan by the authority now that's been given to him begins to set up systems these systems do not operate by divine principle but they are set up on god's earth and all the people uh, all the people who are not in relationship with god are working that system now remember the world say the world the, 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 the Greek word is arrangement, decorations, props. So the systems are arrangements. The systems are decorations. The systems are props. And when, 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 when I was studying this some time ago, when I got to the props, the, the Holy Spirit began to say, now, 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 now you can understand. Now you can understand. I said, yeah, I get it. I, I get it. But, uh, b because props and, and, you know, because of where we live, we live in, in, in LA where a lot of uh, movies are produced and television shows are produced. And I'll never forget, uh, years ago, about the time we were doing this, I was on one of the sets of one of the shows because I was invited to look and I was, the Lord was dealing with me about this very revelation. I was sitting there and, and I'd seen this on TV. You know, I understand it. When you're sitting there, it's a different thing. I'd seen it on TV. And, and, and when you see it on TV, it looks like a house. I mean, it looks like a really beautiful house, like a multi-million dollar house. But, but, but when you're sitting there and, and after the action is over, all after the acting is over, after everybody's played their part and they turn the lights off, they begin to pick up the props and move them 
And what you realize is what you were looking at that you thought was real to your visual is not real at all. And what looks like an actual house that you can live in and function in and cook in, you can't actually live in it. You can't actually function in it. You can't actually cook in it because it's not real. And that's when the Holy Spirit said to me, do you get it now? The props are not real. The educational system is a prop. It's not real. The economic system is a prop. It's not real. It is movable. It is changeable. And the moment you think you got it, they pick it up and move it. And you are spending your life thinking you can live in it. Spending your like a hamster on wheel thinking this stuff is real and I'll get ahead and you will never get ahead in that system. See, this is why Jesus, when he said, you cannot break a strong man's house until you come and break down the strong man. That's what Jesus did. He defeated Satan and broke his system. You're not listening. Now, so these are systems under satanic control. And the only way kingdom of the uh, children of the kingdom are going to go in there and take territory is when they come in with kingdom principles, the principles that govern the anointing. The anointing has got to get in the system. God's not trying to make you a part of the system. He's trying to plant you in the middle of it. I'm going to show it to you so that you begin to take it over to overtake it so your car dealership becomes the most prosperous car dealership in the community and they have to come see about you they actually have to write about you because your car dealership is multi-million dollar in two years. And you're actually buying the car dealerships of your sinning opposition. See, 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 y'all looking at me like I'm talking a fable. This is what you're supposed to be doing. Until they have to come do an article on you. Or the business journals have to come and talk to you. And what you tell them is, oh, I'm a tither. Oh, oh, what I do is I give 10 cars away every year. See, you don't hear me. I give them away. We decided as a business we were going to give 10 new cars away every year. And God has blessed us. God? See? Oh, how? how you're, a, you're a new, you, 
a new actor. You just got a film. And, and, and suddenly people are hiring you. And you're getting this. And you're getting that. What? 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 Your acting skills are. You, you, you. Oh. Oh. Well, every time I go on a set, the first thing I do when I get on the set is I lift my hands to the Lord. And I thank him. And I release the blessing on every movie set I'm on. You do what? I release the blessing on every movie. You're a, you're, a, you're a film producer. You're a director and your film. Yeah, what I do is I prophesy to every film that I produce. I declare it's going to do this. See, see, see. Now, I got to, I got to, I got ahead of myself. But see, because what I did was I'm an ambassador. I took the resources of my government into this alien country where I'm residing. I'm not a citizen of this system. I'm a citizen of the. I am operating by that government in this nation. Now, now, so Satan begins to set up these systems. There is this confrontation that he has with Jesus because he knows Jesus has come to break down his system. And so in Luke chapter 4, go there. So in Luke chapter 4, oh, it's good. Well, I, I, I'm getting stronger as the night goes on. I can keep, keep it up. I'm going to let you go. I'm just telling you, I'm getting stronger. I am. I'm warning you. I got to stop. But I want you to see this. Now, what has just happened? What has just happened? What has just happened? In, in, in just before Luke 4, Luke 3, well, clearly, and, and, and John 3. But what has just happened? Jesus of Nazareth has just been anointed. He's just received the anointing. The anointing is what governs the operation of the kingdom. Now, all his life, he has been learning the principles of the word. He has grown in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. From the time he was 12 years old, he's been asking questions about the word of God to those teachers and Pharisees who were the scholars. He's been asking. Now what happens is he is of age and the anointing now has come on him. So what now has come on him is the power to know and to operate all the stuff he's learned. <laughs> Are you there? So he is anointed and he is immediately driven into the wilderness. 40 days he is getting acquainted with that anointing. 
The 40 days that he was tempted was not to be tempted. The temptation came because of the anointing he had received. He didn't, he, he, he wasn't going to be tempted. That wasn't the purpose of the time in the, the purpose of the time in the wilderness was to become acquainted with the anointing. To, 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 to get used to it, to con, converse with it. To have conversations with the anointing. To allow that anointing to bring up all the stuff in him that he had learned. This is why he said to his disciples concerning the Holy Spirit, when he comes on you, he's going to bring all things to your remembrance. How did he know that? Because when he, the anointing came on him, those 40 days in the wilderness, it was bringing all things to his remembrance. It was telling him stuff. Now, while he is becoming acquainted with that anointing, the enemy, Lucifer, who knows he is anointed and knows now he has the power Adam had. He has gotten what Adam had. You're not listening to me. And Lucifer knows now there is another man in the earth who has on him what Adam had on him and I got it from Adam I gotta get it from him and if I don't get it from him he's gonna tear my systems are you in the building with me or not So he comes to him and he tempts him trying to deceive him the same way he deceived Adam. And he attacks him with three of the major issues that will stop the anointing from working. What Satan actually throws at him is his three greatest fears. Satan's three greatest fears are what he throws at Jesus in the wilderness. Because if I can get you to break these principles, your anointing, which you just received, won't work. And you will not be able to tear my kingdom down anywhere you go. My sickness will be able to stay. My poverty will be able to stay. My fear will be able to stay. All the things I put in my system will be able to stay. Now go. I don't have time. I don't have time to get to them all. I don't have time to get to them all. But look at Luke 4, then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms. He's afraid of losing his kingdoms. 
showed him all the kingdoms of the world. All the kingdoms of the arrangement. Showed him all the kingdoms that he had built. Here's the political system. Here's the educational system. Here's the entertainment system. Here's the banking system. He wasn't showing him London and Persia. No, no, no. He was showing him systems. And the Bible says he shows him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment. Time. And the devil said to him, all this authority, I will give you. I'll give them to you in a moment. In a moment. Now, you guys, you got understand. Jesus knows. See, Jesus. Ooh, I wish I had that. Jesus knows what that anointing on him is to do, because he's spent forty days getting acquainted with it. And remember when he comes out, he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because I know what this is going to do. Lay your hand on your neighbor. Lay your hand on your brother. Say, he's dealing with somebody who already knows. I already know. Look at you and say, I already know what this will do. I already know what this will do. What? He shows him all the kingdom of the world. In a moment of time, and he says, watch this, watch this. Notice what he says. Because he's a liar, but he's not actually lying about everything he says. See, when, Satan, when the Bible says Satan is a liar, it doesn't mean everything he says is a lie. It means that everything he says, he speaks it from a standpoint of deception. Even when he tells you the truth, he's trying to deceive you. Into doing something that violates the anointing. And he said, all this authority I will give you and their glory, meaning their wealth. I will give you the wealth of all these kingdoms. Watch this. For this has been delivered to me. Now, there's the, there's the lie. The fact that he has the authority is the truth. The fact that he controls the wealth in those systems is the truth. That they were delivered to him is a lie. He stole them. From the man, Adam, who had them. Are you there? But now watch it. Hey! And their glory. For this has been delivered to me. And notice what he says. Because this is the truth. I give it to whomever I wish. I give the authority in these systems to whoever I want to have it. And here's the point. Somebody will always have it. But it will never be the same somebody for long. Because the moment he's got you, he kills you off and gives it to somebody else. There'll always be somebody at the top of the drug game. But they will never be there for long. Boy, it's quiet in here. Boy, I wish I had time. I'm out of time, but we'll get, get, here's a, I give it to you. So, so this is why, this is why, see, this is why 
See, the moment you switched kingdoms, you became his adversary. Because even though you don't know what you're carrying, he does. And he knows if you ever start being governed by what you're carrying, you will start taking his wealth without his permission. He won't give it to you. You'll be taking it. It will be coming to you and the people that he's been deceiving by his wealth will also be coming to you. This is why Satan wants the church broke. He wants preachers broke. He wants saints broke. He doesn't want people like me to tell you about tithing and giving. He wants us to stop because that is one of the principles that govern the anointing. And if you ever understand that a real man or woman of God is not trying to get you to give in church, they're trying to train you to give. So when you get out into your thing, you give out there because you know it happened. You actually take that principle into your business. Watch it. Watch it. All this authority I will give you and their glory. Oh man, play. And I give it to whoever I wish. Watch this. Therefore, if you'll just fall down and worship me. Oh, God. Now, here's what Jesus knew. Jesus knew what I'm carrying is going to cause me to get everything that's yours anyway. You get me in mind. Yes, what yes. you're packing is going to cause everything that Satan was trying to give you in a moment of deception. You're going to get it anyway. But you're going to get it by the anointing. Ah, and the blessing of the Lord will make rich and there'll be no sorrow that comes with it. See, if you get it Satan's way, sorrow comes with it. Now you don't know, you don't see, you don't understand. When you get riches without the anointing, the sorrow comes with it. The sorrow is attached to wealth out from under the anointing. The sorrow is attached to success out from under the anointing. The sorrow is attached to prosperity out from under the anointing. When you get the money, you got the sorrow. You got the tragedy. When you got the money, the tragedy came with it. The tragedy didn't happen. The tragedy came with it because you got it from that system. And because you never gave God the glory for it, because you never gave him his part of it, the sorrow was never cut off. It was never circumcised. <laughs> Therefore, if you worship me, I'll give it all to you. 
So now you know his fear. His fear is losing it. Next verse, I'm done. Jesus answered, get behind me. For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only. Now Satan knows there's a man in the earth that's going to break his system. He's going to cause those kingdoms of Satan's world to become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, of his anointed. What's he going to do? He's going to train men and women in the same anointing that he had and send them out into those systems to start planting a flag and taking over by the anointing. Start working the principles of the kingdom of God and begin to take territory. Now what I am announcing to you is there is going to be delay no longer in that process. Anybody who will begin to work the principles, lay your hand on your brother, lay your hand on your sister, tell them it's going to start happening faster and faster and faster for you. What used to take five years is going to happen in five to seven months. What used to take a decade is going to happen for you in a year. Lay your hand on your brother. Lay your hand on your sister. Tell them what it would take six months to turn around is going to turn around for you in six days. But you're going to have to work those principles that govern this anointing. Look at your neighbors and say, because you're not going to do it by might. And you're not going to do it by power. You're going to do it by the Spirit of the Lord. He's going to tell you, go do this. Go do that. And in a moment, wealth is going to come into your hand. He's going to give you one secret that's going to make a million dollars for you. Lay your hand on your brother. Lay your hand on your sister. Tell them it's going to happen fast for you. I got to go. Watching me live streaming say it's going to happen fast. You got your hand on somebody. Pray in the Holy Ghost one minute. 60 seconds. 60 seconds of Holy Ghost. My God. 60 seconds in the spirit. Yes, God. 60, ay, ay, ay. 60 seconds in the spirit. Pray. You got about 45 seconds to pray for your brother. Pray for your sister. 
Yes, God. Yes, I'll do it. Hey! 30 seconds. Pray in the Spirit. You're watching me live streaming in the name of Jesus. Lift your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost. Yes, God, I'll do it. I will. You got about 15 seconds to pray in the Spirit. Tell the woman who came, tell her to come here. Soborian, the woman gave us. No, 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 no. No, the woman who gave, yeah. Pray in the Spirit. Somebody and pray in the spirit. Every This is holy ground. This is holy ground. This is holy ground. This is holy ground. Give me about 20 more seconds. Pray for your brother. Pray for your sister. Something is stirring in the spirit. This is holy, holy. This is holy. This is holy. People of God, I need you to lay your hands Lay your hands on yourself. Now listen to me and hear me real clearly. Every, every head bowed, eyes closed, lay your hands on yourself. I don't know where this came from. Well, I, I, I shouldn't say that. I know where it came from. It came out of the anointing. I hadn't planned on going where I went tonight. I began to teach things that I know but I have never rehearsed. It's a, 
The Lord never released me to say some of the things I said tonight. I need you to bow your head, close your eyes, lay your hands on yourself. And, and, and the fact that he calls these things to come out of his spirit tonight means that something huge is manifesting on the lives of the men and women who have heard this message. This anointing is going to go to work in you. I need you to hear what I'm getting what I'm saying now. There is an unction that you have received of the Spirit tonight that's going to begin to teach you. In other words, you're not going to have to learn. The unction you've received is going to start instructing you. He that has ears to hear, let him hear. So what John talks about in First John, he said, you have an unction from the Holy One and you need not that anyone should teach you, but as that same anointing teaches you, you shall abide in Him. There are things that happen where an anointing is imparted and the anointing actually begins to teach you. Some of you are wondering, how am I going to do this? You don't even need to worry about how anymore. You're going to wake up with instructions. You're going, you're going to be going, I feel the Holy Ghost. You're going to be going through the day and God's going to give you an answer. It's going to come like a shaft of light. And you're going to know things and know that you know them, but not know how you know them. You're going to get information that people who are 12 times as educated as you don't have and you're going to have it by the anointing I need you to lay your hands upon yourself and as the spirit of God was flowing there the Holy Spirit said to me to tell everybody and this woman came and so and then another woman just came and put a thousand dollars in my in my hand to sow it but this woman was the first come here and the Lord told her to sow a hundred dollar seed and it's exactly what the spirit of God told me to tell everybody in this building who can and everybody watching me live streaming who can to lay on this altar before you leave now I need you to lay your hands upon yourself close your eyes lay your hands upon yourself this is no game this is no gimmick if you don't realize that you just got imparted some things from the Holy Ghost that are rare and unusual then there's nothing I can say to you to convince you to do anything but I am telling you by the Spirit not as a debt not to get God to do anything as a, as a declaration saying Lord I thank you for what you just taught me I thank you for the deposit of the anointing that you just imparted into me I'm telling you the anointing that you just received is worth millions of dollars it's going to turn into millions individually and or collectively I want every head bowed, every eye closed. I want every person who can in this building and watching me live streaming to get a $100 seat. I mean what I'm saying. The Lord said it to me three times right here. And I believe he said it three times because he knew I didn't want to do it. But I have to. Now you mark my words as a prophet of God before seven days have passed.
there are people under the sound of my voice tonight that will have such a miraculous door open for them something so supernaturally favorable hear me to put you in a kingdom position a place where your gift your influence the anointing on you will begin to flourish and prosper some of you are going to be put thank you master some of you are going to be put in positions next to people who run everything in your company in your area in, there's a couple of people thank you master yeah 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 i see that lord i see it i see it i see it there, there are a couple of you one one of and it, actually it's the brother you put your hand on will just a moment ago the one i laid hands on on sunday night god's going to put you in such a, a place of influence such a place of influence such a place of influence you're going to be making decisions for the man that you work with he's going to trust you with the decision I'm, I'm telling i need somebody to pray in the holy ghost just a moment there are people under the sound of my voice you are going to be shifted into a place of influence where decisions are made where, where you're going to be able to have the boldness to say this is what we need to do some of you are going to tell your boss we need to give away something we, if, if, you'll, if you'll heed my instructions see just like Potiphar had to heed uh, Joseph's instructions and the Pharaoh had to take Joseph's counsel somebody's going to take the counsel of the anointing and see the turnaround I need somebody to lay their hands on a brother or sister and say the words favor three times I'll say favor, favor, favor Say it again. That is exactly what's happening in my life. What I just said, you put, and and it's happening for you already. Right now. Right now. So so, and you didn't tell me that. I need you to lay your hands on right now. She said that. I'm telling you, God is up to something supernatural. Don't you miss this if you're watching me live streaming. It's for you too. I want everybody to lay to, to lay their hands up on themselves. I want you to get this seed, and I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to let you go. I'm over time, way over time, and I'm getting a little antsy because I can feel you, but I know I got to let you go. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray over you. I'm going to let you go, and I want every person who can to bring that seed down here. Some of you have already done it. Some of you, it may be more than a hundred like this woman. God just told her to put a thousand dollars down here. Listen, whatever God is telling you to do, do that, but you do it before you leave. Are you glad you came tonight? Did you receive anything? Look at your neighbor and tell him, I'm going home and get a good night's sleep. I'm going to wake up strong tomorrow under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we leave this place, we do not leave your presence. Angels of God, go with the people. See them safely home. Keep them in victory. Bring us together tomorrow night to worship you in the beauty of holiness. And as we depart, we declare the angels of the Lord encamp round about us. And they delivered us because we are those that fear the Lord. And all the people said... Tell your neighbor, I love you, you new creation, you. I need you to come and bring whatever you're going to bring to this altar and do it believing God. Hey!
So I 